0: everyone. Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James, one of your hosts.
1: And I'm Colin, one of your other hosts. This show is built all around assembling the MCU timeline one scene at a time. Or I guess at least one moment at a time is probably the better way of saying that. I don't know. I think one... one scene at a time just sounds snappy you know
0: yeah exactly
1: but yeah we're going through the MCU in historical order scene by scene forever yeah. and ever uh, till death ever. do us part or Thanos <laughs> which same right. thing
0: right and beyond yeah, <laughs> to infinity war and beyond is what
1: we say <laughs> oh boy now we're gonna get sued by multiple oh well it's technically also one company just one, the company, same. Huh? Just yeah. one.
0: <laughs> um so, a long time ago in a galaxy far far away we um now we got the triumvirate right um
1: uh so james now i wanted to i wanted to make sure that we pointed something out here at like the start of this episode because i i can tell immediately like the second people saw the the name or or the title of this episode people like you know cracked their knuckles and got their you know super clicky clacky keyboards out started hitting up twitter.com at timeline scav um Uh And we're like, I'm going to blah, 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 right? Okay, listen. Yeah. There's an interesting issue that has sort of arisen, which okay. is that Kevin, our our good friend Kevin, Kevin uh, the, right? the the head of the MCU itself, right? Right. He, without physically saying these direct words, he pretty much recently mm-hmm. was like, hey, all the TV stuff that's not on Disney Plus, not canon. Okay. Um yeah. And the thing is, is that like there are so many tie-ins and issues with that. Yeah. And uh and the other thing is that like there is gonna be, we'll get into it later as well. Agents of Shield does actually genuinely veer off the timeline anyway. Right. But we'll still talk about it and keep it in because yeah. we're getting into the multiverse, so we can talk yeah, about multiple exactly. timelines. Exactly. But I wanna say that even if Kevin's like, uh, I'm gonna say it's not canon we're going to treat it as if it is. Absolutely. Uh a because I think there's just too much good in there. Yeah. Uh I mean, don't get me wrong, there's some stinkers. Iron fist. Um but uh there's some really quality good mm. stuff in there and mm-hmm. like it uh, it really does flesh it out. Um yeah. I'm I'm hoping that eventually they sort of go back on that. Um, yeah. Especially because some people want some of those shows to make a return, dear no. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that we got the disclaimer out mm-hmm. ahead of time, right? Before you try to at me and James right. and the show yeah. and say, "Hey, uh, Agents of Shield is actually technically," pop-. hey, guess what? It is to us. Okay, yeah, it's our interpretation. This right. is exactly. our show. Exactly. And
0: there's there's so much cool stuff to talk about in the Netflix and Agents of Shield shows mm-hmm. that and uh agent carter shows that i feel like without just if you just if you happen to just cut agent carter you cut out a huge portion of excellent television so like i think that yeah keeping it in only makes sense to me um and maybe we'll, we'll be influencers and make uh make them change their minds
1: yeah, I'm I'm hoping that by us discussing it and how it ties in, uh, both to Marvel Comics, but also how it does yeah. actually tie into the timeline and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm hoping that they'll they'll keep it. I mean, I'll tell you, Agents of Shield, at least during the first four seasons, yeah. was incredible at, at it. Yeah. Like yeah. the fact that like they timed it out perfectly with like the minute that a movie came out, the next episode was yep. like, here's the reference, and you're like, damn that's good and fast yeah. but also if you hadn't seen the movie you're like fuck what a spoiler um, well some sometimes 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 like that's
0: sokovia true. accords weren't exactly like a oh, spoiler but you would no, be like, no, no what no. Yeah, are those not. yeah yeah
1: you're like what
0: <laughs> that's something I, is that a real thing um you look at wall street yeah you're like quickly googling like
1: what is <laughs> what is sokovia anyway um
0: i think it's Wakovia. um so, uh this episode takes place in 3500 BC. Um BCE. I've also seen FP as uh
1: Spider-Man paradigm, B-
0: BP maybe before present. It's like if you don't want to say BCE, which is before common era or BC, True. which is before oh, Christ. Oh,
1: I thought you were talking about like within no, uh Marvel. Yeah. It was it was the list of that. I was like, I don't know. I don't wonder why that. Oh, would like mean.
0: like before like uh, before right. battle of Yavin or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um
1: What a time, you know? (laughs) Star Wars love you, but your timeline situation, little bonkers, man. (laughs) Little bonkers.
0: Exactly. All right, so then uh, where we're talking about is uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, Episode 19. And what you're going to want to do is you hit start, hit skip recap, Hmm. because that counts as spoilers, (laughs) weirdly. And you're going to watch until uh, time code 225, You'll know when, like all oh, of a sudden, sure. you'll see someone you don't know, uh, unless you watch the show. Oh. Um, this episode is called uh, "Failed Experiments." It came out on May third, twenty sixteen, and I have some IMDb information to start. Some IMDb information to start us off Kong. Yeah.
1: Hey, before you do that, I want to. I want to clarify yeah. one thing here. Yeah. Uh, you'll know the moment by when it suddenly switches to modern time, because there yeah. are characters you're going to see, but you're not going to recognize them either. There.
0: In, oh, in the first bit. Fair point, you know? <laughs> fair point yeah, yeah, um, no, exactly. No, but you're,
1: you're good I just thought that was so funny, like I was waiting for someone to go, wait, but, oh shit wait, should I immediately pause? Should I know I this? Don't, <laughs> I don't know who this is yet, oh no
0: Exactly, um, okay, so uh, it was directed by Wendy Stanzler, uh, who has a weird uh, a weird history, she's done like one episode of a bunch of sort of comic book related things, she did one up. Ep- she directed one episode of Dollhouse uh, which is a a pretty good show um i thought uh she did one episode of no ordinary family did you ever watch that it was like superhero sitcom it was
1: oh, fine. i don't think so i don't um, think i have seen that now
0: it i'm not gonna recommend it necessarily because i don't remember how much of it but i liked it at the time there were some there were some good people that now went on to other things that are, are um anyway right. uh she did one episode of gotham she did one episode of the flash she actually did three episodes of Agents of Shield, so we will hear her oh. name again and again. Okay, cool. Um, and then she she did eight episodes of Arrow, so I guess that's where she found her uh, oh. her real niche. Uh, she I do like of that Run- show. I'll be honest. I haven't watched it. Is it? I've heard really good things about it.
1: It it here's the thing. I think like a lot of superhero TV shows, especially with DC, it does have some down moments. Mm-hmm. But like I'll tell you, like I'm a sucker for Stephen Amell, uh, and you know being Oliver Queen. His his whole spiel and his whole thing, choice. Yeah. I think I think that was a great show. Okay. Even its worst moments, I feel like I still was like I'm having a good time.
0: All right, all right. I'm going to take that under recommendation. Um, she also did one episode of Runaways, which means that we'll hear her in a different context uh, in the future. Um, speaking of future, she did two episodes of Future Man, <laughs> the Hulu show that was way funnier than anything that I could say about it in terms of premise would would have you believe. <laughs>
1: um i'm yeah i i didn't that didn't look good so i'm glad to hear that it was actually like funny and
0: aaron and i did an unabashedly obsessed episode about season one uh Mm -hmm. that you could go listen to if you were interested um we'll drop that link in the bio yeah and then she did two episodes of the tick which i believe is the amazon version not the cartoon fox version
1: yeah it's good stuff
0: so she yeah this episode was written by brent fletcher angel no brent fletcher sorry this episode was written by Brent Fletcher, uh, who did one episode of Angel, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, 15 episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and two episodes of Superman and Lois. So we're going to hear about Brian Fletcher, oh, Brent like,
1: Fletcher. Like the new Superman and Lois show? I think so.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, the story was by DJ Doyle, is who is what he's credited as in the credits. He, I think he changed, he went back to like Daniel J. Doyle or something later because he was like, I'm sick of people asking me when my mixtape's is going to drop or whatever. Um, <laughs> so DJ Doyle, uh, he has 10 episodes of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as the story editor. Um, okay. Plus he was a writer's and producer's assistant on Heroes, as well as being the script coordinator mm. for two episodes of Heroes. So he, had, he sort of started at the bottom now he's here I guess I I
1: enjoyed Heroes until the writers went on strike and then it mm. got very bad very fast
0: I found Heroes season 1 at a consignment sale and I feel great that I've collected all of the Heroes seasons that I want
1: (laughs) yeah season 2 I was like all right, yeah yeah okay I can get behind it yeah season 3 though uh, I'm gonna pretend it just didn't exist yeah basically. Whew. There's some more so, tie overs though, between heroes and this though.
0: Absolutely. Shield, absolutely. Which we'll, mm-hmm. we,
1: we'll, we'll come back to it, but I'm just, you know, D- did you absolutely. just like tap me on the no, screen?
0: There's a, there a hair on my, oh, on my, on my, I screen.
1: thought you tapped me to be like, shush, you're, you're giving it away. Don't tell them yet. <laughs> no,
0: absolutely. You can tell them there are ties. Hold on. There's another hair. Maybe the same one.
1: All right. Oh, that was just the middle finger, James. Come on now. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: when shuri down. gives uh t'challa the middle finger as she walks back into the like yes a, just amazing
1: anyway hey spoilers Spo- hey cut you're that getting cut way that, ahead cut of, that. no yeah no I'll leave it <laughs> in. people will totally forget we said it by the time we get there in uh 400 episodes
0: <laughs> yeah exactly all right so here's the synopsis of what we see mm-hmm. a mayan man and it is uh for sure a Mayan man, because he is credited as Mayan man. But also, <laughs> we're going to find out that they paid very attention to details of ancient Mayan culture. I'm going to get that's into funny. it, but great job on this one, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., because details were were choice. And
1: representation matters as well. Absolutely. So that's cool. Mm,
0: yeah, but I'm not... Mm, we'll talk about it. Maybe, maybe oh. we'll talk about it. Um,
1: okay. Oh, no. Did I... Did I do a bad?
0: I don't know. I, I don't know what this guy's uh, necessary background is that plays him. So oh. it might be a white guy, but I'm not sure. Oh, Actually, let me, let me look him up just real quick. Yeah, so let's, let's, let's
1: do that real quick so we know if I do need to edit something for sure.
0: Oh, no. He is, not, he is definitely a person of color. We are fine.
1: Okay, cool.
0: He is hunting in the woods. Uh, we establish on like a rainforest situation. We're in Mesoamerica. Mm-hmm. Uh, running fast, he then throws a spear and kills. I wrote a boar, but we're going to talk about why it's not a boar in a second. Um, as he is inspecting his kill, kind of petting it, which is, you know, it's fine. It's a nice hairy beast. A spaceship zooms past him. So yeah, and then it lands. And he, what I realized uh, while I was thinking about this segment he runs the way, and now he's being hunted the way what he just killed. It's mm. like the you know, the hunter becomes the hunted, the hunted sort of yeah. situation. But he's not fast enough to escape the two Cree Reapers, um, who I could find no I'm just gonna say it now, I could find no credits for at all. I don't know who played them, and I think that is ridiculous. So um, hmm. but you know, it just I guess I wonder if it was literally just like players.
1: people who were on set. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Hey, Rich, go go put on a Cree outfit. Yeah, all right.
1: (laughs) Okay. Can I finish my sandwich of craft first? No, Rich, no. (sighs) (sighs) He puts it down. Like this one's mine. Nobody touch. (laughs) Nobody touch Rick's sandwich.
0: Um, So they take him on board and run experiments on him and fill him with Cree blood, turning him into an inhuman. And then I wrote, as far as I know, this is the last we see of that man. That became the Inhuman known as Alveus or Hive for about five thousand years. So uh-huh. we'll link back to this when we meet him next.
1: In five thousand years. In
0: five thousand years. So we have a bunch of stuff to go through, Colin, and I'm really excited to okay. do it. Okay. Yeah. Hit me. Uh, so the Mind Man is played by uh, a, a guy named Jason Glover, um, yeah. who is the is on IMDb as the ninth Jason Glover uh, registered on IMDb, which is wild. Interesting. um This guy was the season five winner of So You Think You Can Dance.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: So that means that Aaron actually probably knows. I was going to say who this is. Interestingly
1: enough, this is probably the first person that we've mentioned in the show that my mom knows for sure. <laughs> right. Oh, I love Jason Glover. Yeah. Could, um, she, could you imagine? Like she's like, I don't know who this Chris Evans guy is, but wow, <laughs> Jason Glover, what a find! <laughs> what a get! Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're like, mom, he was in 30 seconds of a show. <laughs> What his... that's it? <laughs> They've messed um, up.
0: So his other acting credits are in music videos, uh, for Pink, Christina sense. Aguilera, and Florence and the Machine. And yes, I did text Tracy that there is someone in Agents of Shield in a Florence and Machine video. We'll we'll get comments on that later, perhaps. <laughs> <clears throat> so we have a couple of people to meet. The first is Hive, because technically this guy becomes Hive or Alve- Alveus. Um, Hive was in was first introduced in Secret Warriors number 2 in May 2009 which means that I was already redone with keeping abreast of comics when this when this character was introduced okay. pretty, uh, pretty was created recent. by yeah. I mean, compared to all the rest of the p- things we've talked about, very recent.
1: And sorry, I have a quick question just to, to yeah. double check on something. Now, I understand that he was listed as Mayan man, right? Right. Yeah. But was the name, Al- what is it again? I, I already forgot what it is. Alveus. Al- Alvius. Was yeah. that something that came after he becomes inhuman or I think is that think technically it's his a, name?
0: It means hive. So I think that he has to be an inhuman that has sucked up a bunch of oh oh oh, people. oh, oh. that yeah.
1: that's the that i i forgot about that that's the creek yeah. language word for him correct
0: it's the i think it's i think it's latin oh really oh i think that i think that it hold on alvius latin that's
1: funny you try type that in uh so hive in latin i typed latin for hive yeah and that's alveare uh, I'm R-A. not to yeah. attempt it but Alvis is also considered, like, a, another uh, alvarium. Right. Yeah, so, so okay, that, so that makes sense. That, so it's probably just Latin. Yeah,
0: so I would imagine that that somewhere along the way, he made his way to a Latin,
1: huh,
0: he went from a Latin American country to somewhere where they spoke Latin.
1: I've realized where it comes from, I think. Um, and I don't want to necessarily give it away, but, like, I'm assuming it's because of what his ability is Yes, and it's what the people here would have probably right. eventually yeah. n- like named him as exactly, ok. And then uh, he just gained that knowledge through that, ok, right.
0: So he was created by Brian Michael Bendis, which I which I say only Hell because yeah. Brian Michael Bendis has done some killer stuff.
1: He's great. yeah, one of the all-time best
0: absolutely. So in the comics, here's the here's the origin story. we I, we've talked about the origin story for Hive. This is where we're seeing thirty five hundred BC. Mayan man gets abducted by aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, which is wild when you when you say it like that. <laughs> when you just I summarize know. it like that. <laughs> um, but so in Secret Warriors number two, we find, or this is the origin story. Sure. He was created in the Hydra laboratories in their underwater mm-hmm. br- base of Hive. I don't know if that is me doing a typo or
1: no, if that's... they named
0: Hive after the base where they created him.
1: Uh, hang on. I'm gonna. I I forgot that there was even, um, yeah, the hierarchy of something. Uh, I believe of international vengeance and extermination. That's right. How could I? No, no, no. Wait, no, no. Wait. That's 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 DC. Oh, okay. Never mind. Okay, hang on. What am I? Here, let's see. Oh, mm,
0: Hive Hydra base. Yeah. The hive was a Hydra base, so yeah. So they for some reason I
1: thought there was also something called the hive outside of that. I mean, like as as, like a group. I mean, right. Because of the um, the what's the what's the six side shape? Uh, Hexagon. Hexagon. Because of the hexagon, and again, this might have just been me confusing some things. But I remember during uh, Wandavision, I kept assuming that Hive might have been. A part of it,
0: the okay. organization,
1: because of right. seeing that logo, interesting. Then I was wrong, but again, right. I might have accidentally mixed universes, so that might gotcha, have been what it gotcha. Is. Uh,
0: so uh, hi- uh, the Hive or Hive was an experiment made to physically embody the Hydra ideal. The entity is composed mm. of untold numbers of genetically engineered parasites. An unknown and unwitting Hydra agent was offered slash fed, big slash. It's a big slash to these parasites as a host around which they could merge into a singular being. Grotesque and menacing in both stature and appearance, the Hive had no identity of its own per se, as its collective will dominates the human hosts it engulfs. However, it possesses a quiet and cunning intelligence, and as a result of its conditioning, is completely dedicated to the Hydra cause." Hmm. So I think that's, that's what the comics gave us. I think that translated fairly well over to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., as we will see over the next 5,000 years. Well, in five thousand years and then forward. <laughs> right. So let's talk about the Kree a little bit because the Kree are actually big in the Marvel oh, MC yeah. in the MCU. They are a blue-skinned humanoid race of extraterrestrial beings that hail from the planet Hala Hala in the Pama system.
1: <laughs> I think that's the like third week in a row, or maybe second <laughs> week in a row, we've done that. I love that in, callback. In,
0: <laughs> the system is located in the large. Magellanic, Magellanic Cloud, uh, they're technologically advanced and extremely milita- militaristic, conquering every world in their galaxy, forming the Kree Empire, uh, and they first appear in Fantastic Four, number 65, August 1967. Wow. And then I took the notes, uh, in the MCU, they have also been in Captain Marvel, Guardians of the Galaxy, Endgame, and WandaVision. Mm-hmm. I don't remember where they are in WandaVision, but I'm assuming in a flashback. Um, maybe. Maybe one mm-hmm. of those advertisements
1: but yeah that's weird all of a sudden i'm like i'm trying to rack my brain for it and i can't yeah. remember hmm. any of the Cree conversation huh that's yeah. weird okay
0: so then the Cree reapers it turns out are different they are a vicious faction of the Cree who seeking to build their own army created the inhumans by genetically modifying the dna of humans basically hybridizing them with Cree dna mm-hmm. Uh, following the Cree Empire's termination of their project, the Reapers retreated to their satellite, which had a link, but I didn't click on it, um, placing themselves in stasis and spending thousands of years orbiting the solar system. And Colin, this is a Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. creation. It appears nowhere else other really? than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: So are they, I guess, like almost like a Cree terrorist organization? Basically? They're kind of
0: like, um, yeah, Cree eugenicists a little yeah,
1: bit. Yeah, that yeah, that's exactly kind yeah. of, Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, like cree proud boys. A
0: little a little bit like cree proud that, boys that's exactly. That's what it feels like.
1: like cuz like they're trying to like Yeah. overstate their welcome and how right. powerful they are and stuff. Yeah.
0: Exactly. They new they bring new meaning to the term blue-blooded. Um so
1: <laughs> now see that's the first time <laughs> that there's been an actual blue live, All right?
0: That's <laughs> right. The it's a two man blue man group in this in this scene, but yeah. um Two man, blue man is fun. Uh, So, now let's learn some history. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the Mayans for a sec. Yeah. Um, I felt like when I first started doing this research, I was like, how weirdly specific to have been like, this is a Mayan man. I'm like, just say like ancient man or, you know, whatever. But as we're going to see, this was a specific choice, which is kind of cool. Okay. Um, They were a Mesoamerican civilization, which means Central America. Right. It was developed by the Maya peoples, which is why they called it the Maya civilization. Uh, it was noted for its uh, lago-syllabic script, the most sophisticated and highly developed writing system in pre-Columbian Americas, as well as for its art architecture, mathematics calendar, and astronomical system. So they lasted a whole long time until the Spanish came and wrecked everything. Right. Right. Um, but we're going to look at the Archaic period, because it begins around 8 BCE and ends around 2000 BCE. So we're in the okay. latter half of the, be- of the Archaic period, also known as the pre-ceramic period. It's a period of Meso- Mer- Mesoamerican chronology that begins between 8000 and 2000, and is generally divided into early, middle, and late Archaic periods. So what happened during then is they slowly changed from being nomadic hunter-gatherers to semi-sedentary or sedentary foragers and farmers. So Hmm. in this, we're seeing this guy who is, one, alone, two, hunting. So this is pre them moving into village structures and town structures and sort of growing crops instead of hunting, Mm. which is accurate because I think I found that it's around 3,000 that that becomes like the
1: fashion of the time. Um, So there's fewer uh, hunters basically by that point.
0: By that right? exactly. Um, Based on research at sites on Mexico's Gulf Coast, central highlands and coasts, it seems that people began settling and constructed permanent villages between 3000 and 1800 BCE. So this is 500 years after that, they start getting into groups. Um, And then, yeah, Mesoamerican highlands um, are the coasts, and then there are sites throughout the region. region. So it's, it's sort of like middle, central America, mostly on the coasts, but a little bit in from the coasts. I told you that it wasn't a boar that he killed, even though it looked like a boar that he killed. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I found out that wild boars only appear in Europe and Africa until they're brought to America in the 19th century. So okay. they were brought here and it was a big mistake apparently because uh, it was they're like an invasive species and not not great.
1: Right. That's why Texas is like constantly overrun by feral ones yeah
0: exactly and they're razorbacks too so that's arkansas i believe also
1: uh i think so yeah
0: yeah um so the razorback is the wild boar that they brought over in the 19th century but there is a um a cousin if you you genetically of it called the peccary or the javelina or the skunk pig Hmm. yep okay peccary is a stinky um, pig it's just a stinky, stinky pig. Uh, it's a medium-sized pig-like hoofed animal of the Taya suede, or New World pig. So suidae is the family, it's where we get swine, or one of the oh. ways swine okay. goes, or, or suidae comes from. They are found in throughout Central and South America and in the Southwestern area of North America. They measure between 90 and 130 centimeters, or two feet 11 inches, between two feet 11 and four feet three which I think is about the size of that thing that he killed.
1: Right. I mean, it was the size of
0: like a toddler size. Yeah. It was a porky, <laughs> si- uh, actually uh, porky boy, I'd say. Um, fully grown adult usually weighs between 20 to 40 kilograms or 44 to 88 pounds. They're social creatures and they live in large or small herds. They eat roots, grubs and, f- and other foods. Um, they can identify each other by their strong or- odors. So they are stinky boys. That's, that's oh, a true okay. statement. And get this, a group of them is called a squadron. I think that's so cool. Squadron. Um, A squadron. Squadron goals be real stinky.
1: (laughs) Um, Hashtag squadron
0: goals. That's cool. Exactly. Uh, Mayans kept herds of peccaries, using them in rituals and for food. So the Mayans and the peccaries interacted. Herds sort of sounds like a sedentary thing, not really a nomadic Mm. hunter thing. But they were in the same area, which is is what I got from that and they're kept as pets in many countries in addition to being raised on farms as a source of food. So he kills a peccary with a spear, Colin, that he just throws straight from his hand.
1: Yeah, that was tight. I love that. I thought that was cool. I that mean, I'm was sure really it's probably cool. just like, you know, I mean, not sure. I'm definitely sure that it was just like special effects, but like it looked super real. And I was like, damn, that was a throw.
0: Yeah, it was, was a cool. really good throw. However at the time a mayan probably would have used a spear thrower which is basically like picture a sling or like a hyalai um hook like you basically chuck the spear the spear rests in the in the sling thrower and you can throw it harder because there's an extra like fulcrum on the spe- on the spear thrower so this they would have is used that to me okay um, which was they called a, um. Hold on, it is a weird word called at, atlatl, A T L A T L S, made in Georgia. These things were no, I'm joking. Atlatl, um, and they were like they are like ancient drawings of them. Hmm. They use them because they're they can get the spear thrown faster than just throwing it with your arm. I mean. He seemed to do fine. Yeah. yeah. But um this would have been they were introduced uh to America, so like Mesoamerica being part of that, uh during the immigration across the Bering Land Bridge, which was oh, even yeah. way before this, like fifty thousand or something.
1: Like it's one of the few things I remember from history class. That's crazy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Um and then it says Atlatles were especially prominent in the iconography of the warriors of the Teotihuacan culture of central Mexico. A ruler from Teotihuacan named Spear Thrower Owl is an important figure described in Mayan Stele or uh Steels, which is like kind of like think tombstone, but not over a yes, dead person. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Yeah. I yeah. I definitely know that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a it's it's in um oh god, I forgot what game it's in. It's in Assassin's Creed
0: Origins, okay. like a lot. Yeah.
1: Like they they talk about the stele like a lot. It's yeah. like one of the most Common things that you could find in like ancient Greece, apparently.
0: Yeah. So as far as I'm aware, being a Wikipedia expert on Mayans, mm-hmm. and I use expert, you know, not an expert at all. The only thing they got wrong was this: that he didn't use the spear thrower. And frankly, as we said, it looks pretty badass. Yeah. Without people being like, "What is that? That he? What is that?" <laughs> right. So, um, <clears throat> so he has black and white body paint all over his body. Yes. Um, And then he has scarification above his eyebrows and on like his cheekbones. So like he has like gotten kind of like cut or burned so that there are scars on his face and uh, above his eyebrows, which are going to go, which are not going to go away when you, even when you wipe off the the war paint, mm-hmm. um, the body paint. And I found this. It says this is from uh, Archaeology magazine, June 9th, 2020. It's called Body Art and it's by Lydia Pine. It says one of the most common of the like body modifications was body painting, typically, typically using red, white, and black paint. Although there are also examples of brown and blue. I saw brown and blue were mostly for priests, uh, and black mm-hmm. and white and red were for like hunters and warriors. Okay. Um, it says black body paint on men seems to denote roles that involve violence or penance. Black paint marks the bodies of hunters, ball players, ritual bloodletters, those involved with sacrifice, and those undertaking ritual
1: fasting. Damn. So, okay, so that that all tracks.
0: Yep, accurate. Tattooing and scarification offered the Maya more permanent means of altering their appearance. During the Classic period, the Classic period is like 300 BC. So this is like so the future there, no. to this yeah. guy, <laughs> but
1: um, he's not ready he's a, for that yet. But he'll exactly. He'll he's they'll, not, they'll get he's, there.
0: Get the, the, your, but your great 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 grandkids are gonna love it. Um,
1: <laughs> See, exactly. That's exactly what I was I'm looking for.
0: <laughs> the best evidence for these practices is found in the northern lowlands and western part of Maya world, uh, including Jaina Island off the west coast of the Yucatan Peninsula, and Palenque in Chiapas. And this is a this is a quote from archaeologist. Where, where,
1: so where's the second place?
0: Palenque, P A L E
1: N Q U E,
0: in Chiapas. C-H-I-A. Where, where's Chiapas though? I I would assume Central America. But okay, well,
1: I, I you know as I after a, I said it, it, I realized that was kind of a dumb question. It's Never in mind. Mexico, That's a fair point. It's
0: bordering Tabasco, Veracruz, and Oaxaca.
1: Okay, because I was like, um, I realized like now that like this is the only area we've really been yeah. talking about, so it should make sense. But like in my head, right. I was like, is that like in Greece or something?
0: <laughs> that, I mean, that makes sense with with you know the the st- and stuff. True, true. Um, hey, yeah, so, good point. Katherine Lukash says, uh, "Images and figurines from these regions show that the face was the favored site for these modifications, suggesting that they were important to individual identity." And then Lydia Pine goes on to say, "Some tattoos incorporated hieroglyphic signs that may have referenced their owner's birthdays, which many Maya used as personal names. So my name would have been like July sixteenth, nineteen eighty-three. Pleased to meet you, like, which <laughs> okay. is kind of kind of cool." Um, And then I I saw his uh, hair is kind of done up in like a, like he wouldn't look out of place in like a metal show. Like he has kind of like a little bit of cut sides and then his hair is in sort of a long ponytail. Mm -hmm. Um, It says, uh, hair was seen as a way to preserve the essence of the soul, Tonali, Hmm. from leaving the head of the body. Cutting the hair of a boy too soon was thought to diminish that individual's knowledge and reason.
1: Uh, Okay. Kind of like the old uh, parable of like, Samson right
0: that is exactly like Samson and Delilah that's oh. funny and then finally uh, piercings so mm-hmm. I only saw a piercing in like his upper lobe of his ear I don't oh, know well, like I didn't even see a single
1: ear. one so that's that's some eagle eye stuff right there
0: he had it looks like I know it's not but you know butterscotch uh, Hershey's kisses like or chocolate <laughs> chip like butterscotch cho- <laughs> uh, chocolate chips yeah it looked like that I'm sure it was, like, a bone or something, but...
1: I don't know why, but, like, you know, sometimes the really specific, like, call-outs on things of, like, have you ever seen a half-eaten cheeseburger that has, like, just a little bit of the bacon sticking out? That's what his tongue looked like hanging out out of his mouth, you know, when he passed out. It's, like, things like that, you're like, why would that, why does that make sense to me, you know? Yeah, Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, So,
0: I actually, I happened to catch him on a... I took a... I was pausing to take a note and I have to catch it, catch like a close-up of his face, and I was like, "This oh. is great." And I, it looked like he had like cheek and jaw piercings, and I saw mm. and They did do like facial piercings like that. But then I looked, and it was just they'd done the body paint in like tears, like white tears on his face, okay. which was really cool. Um, so, but it says the practice of piercings—one piercing one's ears, lips, nose, or cheeks—was all sh- was shared by all Mayans. But it was the type of jewelry. Jewelry worn that was used to differentiate social, social status. Children would be pierced at a young age as well, with ear flares and spools getting increasingly bigger as the child aged, stretching the ear. Mm-hmm. So, kid again, not out of place like a metal concert, um,
1: right? Or a hot topic, uh, you know? right? Right,
0: exactly. Um, that's where all. That's the only place I've ever seen metal concerts. I'm not sure what. Uh...
1: No, I meant to get like the, the piercings. <laughs> I mean the, no, like uh, the, right.
0: the earrings. Yeah. Right. No, I know. And I was joking the, that I've only never seen,
1: seen Slayer, but I bought one from a hot Topic.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I've only seen it on the wall um, of t shirts. Yeah. I mean, I guess that, I guess that's pretty much it. Basically, everyone had piercings, but what you put in the piercing was how you indicated, like, how frou-frou, how, how, you were. Sure. Which is kind of cool. Um,
1: zhuzhi is such a good word, isn't it? Damn. Such a not, great mouthfeel,
0: too. Good Thanks. drop there. Thank you. Um, so that's so basically, in conclusion, I am, I almost called you Kyle. It's a, it's a, it's a compliment. It in is. conclusion, Colin. Um, I could have, I could have turned into like Colin, and just been like, oh, I'm just so. That's
1: sorry. our, that's our uh, stand name or what, what was it called? <laughs> our ship name. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly, Kylin. So, in conclusion, Colin, accurate Mayan man. Um, that's pretty which was really cool. cool. Like, it, yeah. what a cool attention to detail that that it did for this character that appears for. Um, in it, right like um i thought it was really great to see he also had tattoos he had that like tattoo that you're like are you wearing like a bra- like a forearm bracelet and no it's like a just a solid right. black band um too so really cool uh fun introduction well an introduction to uh this character that's going to be right a villain in in five five thousand years um right.
1: I mean, you know, the thing is, is that like, you know, I, that whole bit is narrated, right?
0: It's, it's half narrated. The hunting part is not narrated, but right. once the Cree find him, then the Hive starts it's like narrating. once
1: the, uh, yeah, it's like once the procedure yeah. begins. Right, exactly. Up, fills the end.
0: And yeah, I mean, it's weird because like, oh, you know what I just realized? Hmm. They used, um, uh, a metal arrowhead yes. to pierce his skin. So yes. I but, remember now, seeing interesting that. I feel like they were still using stone at that point, so maybe I don't think
1: it was his. Era. It was
0: theirs. It, was, it theirs. was theirs. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, but still, I still want to point out the the parallel structure to He right, his spear went into the the um, peccary. Hold on, yeah, the peccary, and their sharp object went into him. Yes, and that's I, that's I kind think that that
1: is also I think that's also the reason why. They make a big deal of like showing the close up of it to show that yeah. it's metal. I think yeah. to kind of not only are they about to inject him with some crazy shit, and they've already shown a spaceship, but I think it's right. to show how even like thousands of years ago, yeah. we were all extremely primitive compared to this alien exactly. race. You know exactly, yeah. Um, so, and even though that was like probably extremely advanced for their time, you know what I mean, right? Uh right. I mean like for you know for the Mayans like they're like right. we're ahead of the game and then right. they see the Korea and they're like what you know like,
0: <laughs> exactly exactly you you have a thing that keeps the light on at night Yeah
1: that's wild
0: Um so yeah um this is an introduction to a Mayan man that we're going to meet way way later um I think it's very cool that they were very attention to detaily but that is all I have
1: very cool. It's
0: like a, I like, say, a, like I'm on Vegas. Like yeah. and I'm out.
1: <laughs> and I'm out. Yeah. Uh I fold. Um no, <laughs> it's it's very funny though, because like it, I know that Mayan is like dictating like where he's from and like his heritage and stuff yeah. like that. But when you're dealing with superheroes all the time, every time yeah. you say Mayan man, I think it's yeah. like a hero name and I'm like, <laughs> I, I keep and I keep going, I don't know that one. Oh, there the Mayan man. It's not Did, did Not Mayan n- Man get a one shot in nineteen ninety? Yeah, I'm like, man, I don't remember ever seeing Mayan Man. What crazy callback? What's <laughs> he on? It's West a callback Avengers, to real life. Never mind. Yeah.
0: He's in Central yeah. America. Avengers, um,
1: <laughs> like of of five thousand years ago. You know?
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it's it's very cool, and I I definitely was doing the same. That was like Mayan Man, like
1: for sure. Yeah, it is. It's um. funny how much like once you start getting into superhero stuff, seeing anything with man at the end of it you immediately start thinking it's like it's a hero name you're like oh
0: well also you have that that alliteration too because like if it was aztec man that's true we might go there but like mayan man like like meteor man it does mr marvel yeah. yeah stuff like that yeah so yeah so that's it very cool do, would you like to do some social media and then we'll get out of
1: here? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, uh, finally have a Twitter account. And by finally, I mean, we did make it between the recording sessions, but by the time you've heard <laughs> this, it's been around for ages. Uh, <laughs> it is at timeline scav, uh, which is, um, twitter.com slash timeline scav. Uh, and we have an email as well, which is timeline scavengers at gmail.com. um, And we'll probably have an Instagram by the time we do the next recording session. Uh, So we'll probably tell you about that. So we'll want to have people send us some, you know, some quality Marvel memes. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can also follow the Scavengers Network, which we are a proud member of. Uh, You can follow them on Twitter at ScavengersNet and check out scavengersnetwork.com to find out uh, all about all the other great shows that we have here on the network, like Unnatural 20s. Uh, which is a show that I listen to every single week without fail. Monday mornings would not be the same without the unnatural Uh, twenties. And if you want to find me, you can find me at Colin M Parker. That is C O L I N M P A R K E R.
0: And I am at unabashed James. And (laughs) you can just figure out how to spell that on your own.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, what about the Patreon, James?
0: Well, the Patreon is at patreon.com slash the scavengers network, Colin. And for $2 a month, uh, for less than the price of a bad cup of coffee, you can uh, get access to like so much bonus content. You won't even be able to believe it. Um, we're going to eventually have some stuff up there. Yep. The shows that we all, that we do on, uh, the, on the network all have stuff up there. Um, mm-hmm. it's a great time it's, it's a lot of fun and it's a great price and I say this as someone who one loves bonus content two loves Patreon for its whole thing three loves not paying a lot of money so like yeah same. it's like a threefold uh, I
1: agree uh, with all of the thing. above and yeah. I, hey you know what just to show that you know I'm a believer I subscribe to my own Patreon <laughs> um, to my own company's Patreon so <laughs> that shows how much I believe in this company
0: absolutely um,
1: Alright, well, uh, with that being said, uh, we had a really great time here on this episode, so we'll catch you next week.
0: Hey, thanks for joining us on this uh, trip into Marvel and world history. Uh, I'm James. And I'm Colin. Excelsior!
1: Do you wake up and find that it's later than it was when you last opened your eyes? Does every step forward seem to pull you away from where you just were? Do you feel like symptoms on pharmaceutical commercials are just specific enough to make the majority of listeners think that they need treatment? If this is you or someone you know, you may need the Scavengers Network Indie Podcast Showcase, SNIPS. Developed by the top minds at the Scavengers Network, Snips is guaranteed to be a thing you can watch from May 21st through 23rd, 2021, on Twitch, Facebook, or at SnipsShowcase.com. Ask your doctor if Snips is right for you, and also if they'd like to come over to your place to watch with you, if you have that kind of relationship. Snips. It's the only podcast festival specifically designed to be what this ad was all about. SnipsShowcase.com. That's S-N-I-P showcase.com. Side effects may include laughter, hunger, confusion, flexionization, triumphs and looking up words in the dictionary to see if they're real or if someone just made them up, disorientation followed by immediate reorientation, dizziness, busyness, busyness, or floppy knuckles. The Scavengers Network.
0: Creator-driven.
1: Community-focused.
0: Treasured content.